talking about the creek, the creek talk, talking about the creek, the creek talk, talking about the creek, talking about Dawson's Creek. Welcome back to Creek Talk. This is Steven. And I'm Jamie. And this week we're recapping season four, episode 13, Hopeless. Hopeless. <laughs> You're so hopeless, Jamie. Apparently I'm heartless, according to you. All <laughs> <laughs> no, right, because I said you didn't cry this episode. <laughs> you guys, literally, Stephen today asked me, did you watch the episode? I said, of course. <laughs> and he's like, did you cry? <laughs> <laughs> something he asked me if i cried i said no he goes oh, you're heartless <laughs> <laughs> well i'm sorry if i'm over emotional lately okay and i, I weeped like a baby <laughs> you like a baby yeah it was uh it was pretty funny i'm heartless because i didn't cry i don't what did you, what all right <laughs> what about this episode made you fall apart <laughs> <laughs> all right well i was like watching it and i was like i actually said at one point i was like i don't think i can finish watching this because i started watching it so late mm. and then um like i thought it was a good episode i wasn't just like i just didn't feel like watching it you know and then it got to the part with dawson and mr brooks and um he was helping them out of the wheelchair to sit in his regular chair and before he sits down, he, like, hugged Dawson, like, really tight. Like, it was just out of nowhere. Yeah, it's and, weird kind of affection that Dawson never gets from Mr. Brooks. Right. And I I let out a, like, I went, oh, my God. Like, it was, a, like, it was a genuine, like, reaction. Because I don't remember this at all. Yeah. And then I got so sad and emotional and they had like he had tears in his eyes and then Dawson had tears in his eyes and I was like this motherfucking show man I was like I don't think I ever cried watching this show like back then I cried but, at the end like the finale finale yeah the finale finale I cried well I also think it's just because I'm just highly emotional lately and like I got a lot of stuff going on yes you do and I'm highly overwhelmed <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like over everything. So um yeah, it just made me upset and I felt so bad. And you know, Mr. Brooks is this like crotchety old man and he he like formed this relationship with Dawson who really just kept coming back, you know, like he he was only there for like a specific reason and then they formed like a bond and like a genuine friendship. And for Mr. Brooks to be this like lonely old man who lives by himself to show that affection to Dawson it was like so sweet to me so I um it really affected me I don't know <laughs> I have a heart I guess because <laughs> I don't you like have that. a heart but yeah as a whole though I did I did like the episode I didn't hate it um I think Gretchen should have picked a different time for Dawson to meet her friends I don't think it was appropriate for him to meet them at this time, even though they were coming through town or whatever. Um, I personally would be like, uh, I should have stayed home. <laughs> like, I don't want to meet your friends like this. And like, who wants to hear from like, like your brand new significant other, like your new, brand new girlfriend or boyfriend's friends talking about about your girlfriend's past like exes and stuff. 
and the loser list and all that stuff that he's talked that they were talking about. I thought it was so weird. And like, it was like they were testing him or something, but or they were just really dumb, you know? Yeah. Well, no, I don't know. Those topics, they, I don't I didn't think it was cute. I thought it was kind of rude. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The whole... <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to think. Because I had like an idea about it. But I... So usually like when a bunch of... When a gaggle of girls get together and there's alcohol, those conversations do get brought up. Um, the fact that they happened in front of him. I don't know. I I feel like this, this is like a common thing though. Like it happens. Is it rude? Probably. But... <laughs> like this the scene with them didn't really surprise me <laughs> let me just say it that way like i don't know i don't know this episode i thought was weird i didn't believe that gretchen really liked Austin that much when she was yeah. like she was like he's the best boyfriend in the world and she like would give him a kiss i was like this is so fake like what is she talking about <laughs> I know it came out of nowhere because it's just like their friends it, their relationship is so weird to me like when with other people around it's like normal and then she's all of a sudden like oh, I had the best boyfriend ever and I'm like no they're normal when they're just together but they're yeah she's, she's awkward it was when weird. there's other people around yeah it's the weird. opposite it's like she's putting on like a show or something for her friends and she thinks Gal hates her. It's so funny. And at the end, with with Gal giving her like a warning, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I I was really trying to figure out what Gail was trying to say, though. I think I rewinded I rewinded that scene like three times, and I'm like trying to figure out what Gail's picking up on. I'm like either I just am not seeing it right now, or she was basically saying like you're not going to make my son feel like um, less than, I guess. No, so I mean, you're like, not gonna hurt my son. I mean, all right. So when I was thinking about it, I was thinking about um, when Gail was warning Dawson before they left. She kind of like embarrassed him, and then like by giving him a curfew, and then <laughs> yeah, and he like told him to go outside. I'll meet them out there. And now all of a sudden, like Gail has like some things to say. But I mean, I I don't know. I don't know her and Gail's relationship, right? Because they work together and everything. So like, we really don't know what their relationship is. I don't know what Gail has seen, but she is a mom and she is a woman and moms know things. So she seems um, like she just doesn't like Gretchen that much, but she doesn't. Yeah. And I don't know if it's, she probably likes her as a person. I'm sure. But I can't tell if she just doesn't want him, want her with Dawson because of like life stuff or because like her age or she's just being like a protective mom like i i'm not sure well she i don't just, know either she likes cause... gretchen but she doesn't like gretchen with dawson like i don't know yeah i don't get it either though because she changes yeah. her whole song again at the end when she's talking to dawson when he comes right. home so yeah, I don't know. maybe it's just her pregnancy hormones true <laughs> getting the she... best of her. this is true <laughs> i don't know um also this is another episode where jen is absent she's probably still at a fish concert who knows (laughs) um i kind of missed her presence yeah me too and we also got toby and uh, one of the other dawson's creek sites i can't think of who it is now but i commented on their post they call him toxic toby and i thought it was so funny and um, I think I even commented on their post and I was like, we don't like Toby either. 
but I said toxic Toby is perfect. <laughs> he is toxic Toby. I don't like nobody likes him. He's just like I don't know. He's well, you know what else is funny? I don't like him. <laughs> when Jack went to that coffee house with him after they did the tutoring thing, um Jack caught on to the whole thing sooner than probably I would have. <laughs> because when he walks in and he's like, wait a minute. You didn't tell me there was going to be another couple here. I was like, well, he doesn't know that they're a couple. They could just be his friends. And Toby's like, well, yeah. Well, and he's like, wait, I hope you know that this isn't going to be like a thing with us. And he's like, well, I kind of hope that it was. And Jack's like, I wasn't even thinking that. He's like, did you do the tutoring thing because of me? I was like, what? This whole story is so weird. I was like, I would have still sat and had coffee and just like, got to know him at least. But he's just like, just I gotta weird. leave. <laughs> I guess it would freak it freaked him out a little bit. Because I mean, it did. But here's the thing with that, though. Jack was under the illusion that they were just going to meet a bunch of friends. Yes. But Toby <laughs> kind of set it up as like a double date. Right. Which is without, weird. Without telling Jack any. Like, it's just it's very um kind of sneaky. Yeah, very sneaky. So, but after Jack was forward and said, This is not going to happen, like, this is weird or whatever, Toby didn't seem to be that upset about it. So, like, maybe they could have just sat down and had coffee and gotten to know Toby more, especially from his friends. You know, I don't know. Obviously, they start dating, but um, I started to like him a little bit this episode. There were part like it was like a roller coaster ride with me with, with Toxic Toby. I was like, um, when he showed up, I was like, here we go. And then they were fine. And then they were and then he was like annoying again. I was like, I can't with this character. <laughs> I kind of stalked his Instagram page, the actor, and um he's married to this other actor, and they have like a cute kid together. But he looks he looks so much better now than he did. <laughs> on Dawson's Creek because he's older. It's yeah. weird. He aged well. ha- Yeah, he's real handsome. I mean, he's handsome on the show, but he's like a lot more handsome now. Hmm. But yeah, I don't know. There's And we got dumb Anna and Drew and Pacey and Joey double dating. So we will get into it. But before we do that, how have you been? Jamie, what's going on with you? Any any interesting and fun new things happening in 2023? I'm gonna go to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, which you just fucking told me. I was Sorry. like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's only like really started to like become real within the last week. So it's not like Oh, okay. Well yeah, it hasn't been I guess like it can't be that upset. <laughs> <laughs> this is all just recently started going into the works. So um yeah. I'm excited. I'm very excited. So I'm gonna go for an extended weekend with some friends, meet some people, have a lovely time. I'm I'm stoked. If I never come home, I mean <laughs> my god but you have to come home (laughs) i have to come home i know i have to come home well i'm excited for you i've never been to vegas me neither um justin went without me he went for like one of our friends bachelor parties but um i wasn't invited to that but yeah i think the only other people that i know that went were my sisters they went my sister would go on like work trips or whatever and then uh she would take my younger sister and they loved it 
I just don't know if I would really like it that much. I mean, I don't care about casinos and gambling, but they have other like all kinds of other stuff. Like it doesn't have to just be the casinos. So I'm pumped. Wonder if I wonder if they have any fun gay strip clubs. <laughs> probably. It's Vegas. <laughs> they probably have all kinds of stuff that I don't even know exists. You know what? Now that I think about it, I bet you Justin went to went to one with I don't ever even know about it. I bet you he's gone to them and I didn't even know about it. Gay strip clubs? Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it. Hmm. Now they definitely them. have gay clubs or something. Um I mean everywhere has gay clubs. I don't know. If I see any, I'll let you know. <laughs> if you see any hot naked guys, send me pictures. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try my best. That's it? That's all that's going on with you? Um. Oh, I've read a book. Oh, good. The reason why this is so exciting is because it's been a very long time since I've actually sat down and really read a book. And I'm almost done, actually. I started it the other day. And I think I only have a couple chapters left. Oh, nice. That's the one that you were telling me about before. Yeah, it's it's a thriller, like murder mystery thriller type thing. And um, it's pretty good. I think this is like what I needed. I needed something, uh, I don't want to say realistic, but I guess more realistic, not fantasy. Mm-hmm. But like with an edge that kind of keeps you wanting to flip the pages, not just like a typical romance, but like some kind of suspense or something and i think this is what i needed so i think i'm gonna go take a look at the other books that i have and see if i have any more that are like this if not all my stuff's in storage so that's uh, really disappointing because i know i have other books that are like this but i don't have access to them all so i don't know we'll see or maybe i'll just go pick up a book or two yeah look on kindle see if there's anything on kindle yeah maybe maybe i will well that's good i'm glad that you read a book you haven't talked about a book in so long yeah i know and i love them like i i still hoard them i just um i just haven't really had the energy to read them yeah well you're in like a weird situation right now so yeah um well what's up with me jamie um what's up with me uh well i am highly emotional like i said um my stress and anxiety is through the roof um, I'm starting to feel depressed, um, trying to keep a smile on my face and go to work every day and try not to worry about the dumb shit that's happening right now. But it's hard not to get upset. I think I said it last week. We are moving. Um, we looked at a couple places last weekend. The place that Justin really liked, it was a lot smaller than we thought for the money. So there were two really nice places that for kind of like thinking about right now but we also have more to look at this weekend and i don't know i don't know what we're gonna do but we have to start packing up our apartment we our neighbors giving us boxes i gotta go get a couple of totes for um like some important things that i want to keep in totes that way they're stored correctly um but yeah that's my life right now i'm stressed out about moving out of this apartment that we've been in for 15 years, which is crazy, but it's an, it was inevitable. Nothing lasts forever. <laughs> so, um, new beginnings. I'll keep everybody posted on how that goes. I don't know what's going to happen with this podcast. We might be, uh, off for a little bit while 
dealing with this bullshit, but we'll see. We'll keep you guys posted as things progress in our lives. Yeah, just check our Instagram. We'll You'll see. It'll say off for the week, off for the next couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. While Stephen gets out of his fucking hole. <laughs> no, you know what, Jamie? Once I'm in the place and I'm situated, like, and I have that, and, like, we get everything situated... I'm fine because I can work on things after work. I can work on things on the weekend. That's not the issue. It's just nailing down a place and having that done. That's like the most important thing. So, um, you know, I'm just giving it to God really. And like talking to my mom out loud a lot saying like, mom, can you please like give me a sign? (laughs) Like help me out here because I'm going crazy. (laughs) It's weird. It's like, like I, I, I just got over COVID. We both just got over COVID and we found out we had to move the same day. We both tested positive for COVID, which was really fucking weird. But, um, that whole week I was in and out of fever dreams and I would like wake up in the middle of the night and have to go to the bathroom and like reality would hit me and I'd be like, Oh, Oh, right. We have to find a place to live. So, like, I would get all depressed again. <laughs> and I was like, the best thing to do <laughs> is to escape this and just go back to my fever dream. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah. I haven't even really been watching anything. Like, I haven't really sat down and watched anything new. Um, there is a new Kevin Williamson movie coming out on Friday on Peacock called Sick. So, I'm excited to watch that. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. And... Honestly, I can't really think at the moment. We're just, I'm just busy looking for a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I, I can't focus on anything, but uh, we're just looking for a place and just go, go, it's going from there. That's all. And, um, oh, but that's what happened to me on Saturday. Like the whole week from being sick and just being like, um, stressed out and everything. We got back from seeing a couple places downtown and I said, all right, I'm going to just take like a quick nap and then I'll get up because I wanted to take down my Christmas stuff. And Jamie, I took like a three hour nap and I was just like, where the fuck did the time go? It was so weird. But I got manic and I started taking everything down after I woke up. Uh, I was up to like five o'clock in the morning. Um, I heard your voice in my head because you were like, take one room at a time. Yeah. I wasn't necessarily starting to pack things. I always started small, right? Yeah. So like I have all those like things hanging up around my windows for lights and stuff. And I'm like, I'm not going to leave them on there. They're fucking expensive. So I pulled them all off the windows on like every window that window that I have. And I was like, well, I got those done. I got those off the fucking windows. And then I started, um, taking out all the magnets off of my fridge and I put them, put them in a box and Justin came in the kitchen. He goes, Oh my God, you took all the magnets off. This is like real. I was like, I knew you were going to fucking say that. I knew yeah. it. So I've slowly been taking everything off the walls. Um, this week I'm going to take more and I don't know. I don't think it's going to be an issue. Like the packing, it's just I'm a very organized person. So yeah, I just like, I have it in my head, what to do. It's just, I don't want to fucking do it. <laughs> I know. Oh, and you want to hear the funniest thing? On Saturday, 
or well, no, it was Sunday. I went down to pick up a package that was delivered in our mailbox. It was so funny, Jamie. There was a thing about like hot college guys movers or whatever, like an advertisement. <laughs> and I was like, Justin, how appropriate is this? <laughs> <laughs> Hire so I them. Like, I was like, yeah, we should look into this. <laughs> See how much that is. I mean, I want to hire movers. I don't want to move everything myself. Yeah, honestly. But yeah, that's it for now. Huh? I'm not looking forward to moving again, but I'm going to have to eventually. Well, the good thing is, is that you're at your mom's where you can save, you know, continue to save. And who knows, Jamie, like maybe you can uh, buy your own house. I could. Yeah. I mean, yeah in the right place it's just i have to find something that i'd be able to afford like a mortgage that i can afford that's the problem you know what i mean like most likely it would be something small a little small little thing but it just sucks when you when you're doing that kind of stuff alone so yeah it's annoying but anyway um but that's enough of that um why don't we try to um get in better spirits and recap this episode jamie what do you say i say okay all right <laughs> let's do it i know we're both like distracted we both you got a lot going on we all do it's crazy life never stops for anybody you guys never no it doesn't it's true well this week we are recapping season four episode 13 hopeless which is hilarious because they played that Dion Farris song hopeless mm-hmm. in the middle of it and I was like is that why they called it hopeless I don't know I was like it's very appropriate um and then it was weird because I was on some guy's TikTok and he was singing this on his piano like they said in the show and he tagged Dion Farris in his TikTok and she responded back to him is that crazy really yeah I was like, oh my God, I didn't even know she had a TikTok. <laughs> Everybody's got a TikTok TikTok these days. I was like, good for him. <laughs> um, but yeah, we are recapping season four, episode 13, Hopeless. Aired January 31st, 2001. Written by Nan Hagen and directed by Krishna Rao. Or Rao. I have no idea how to say her last name. Mm. Sorry, lady. Krishna. All right. So we open in Leary's Fresh Fish. And Gretchen's behind the bar. We see her on the phone. And she's saying, "Um, Kira, I'll ask him. And then we see a very pregnant, very irritable gal walk up to the bar. And she says, I asked for Table Nine's Cabernet 10 minutes ago. And Gretchen says, oh, Friday Night Frenzy. We've already gone through 10 bottles of the cake bread preserve, which means you're having an amazing night. (laughs) So she's trying to be like, all right, gal, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to distract her with positivity. And gal's not having it. (laughs) She's like, and that means nothing if we can't get the orders on the tables. And then she mentions that maybe if Gretchen wasn't taking personal calls, then she'd have time to get the other case of wine. So then Gretchen's like, oh, my God, she's like really mad at me. (laughs) And then Dawson shows up with the case of wine just in time. 
and she hands off a bottle of wine to the to the waitress coming up, and she's like, "Table nine, ASAP. They need their bottle of Cabernet." <laughs> <laughs> so Gretchen asks Dawson if Gail's always as edgy at home too, and it's not something about her that gets her knickers in a twist. And Dawson's like, "No, it's called hormones." If you can't tell, she's about to pop out baby number two. Gretchen says, so it has nothing to do with us. And he's like, are you kidding me? My mom loves you. (laughs) I was like, what, Dawson? I don't know about that. Does she? Does she, though? (laughs) It's questionable. (laughs) Maybe. She's like, well, yeah, as Pacey's sister and her ever-trusty barkeep, maybe. But me as Mrs. Robinson? Maybe not. (laughs) Now we're in um, Tamara... Miss Jacobs territory now. <laughs> We're going back again. Full circle. Full circle. I'll never forget when we did those episodes in the beginning and we were making the Instagram posts. And it was that episode where she like, she came on. I, got, I don't remember. Her and Pacey were talking. And you put the Mrs. Robinson song on the story. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think of that. I was like, that was perfect. <laughs> I was pretty impressed with myself that day. (laughs) Yeah, that's when you were actually posting stuff. (laughs) And now and now I just do it all, which is I'm probably you're probably like, I don't want to touch it because he does his own thing. (laughs) You got your own system. I just stay out of it now. (laughs) Yeah, I am a control freak, Jamie. I can't help it. (laughs) I don't mind. It's okay. (laughs) Meanwhile, I was like, I don't care if you post stuff, Jamie. I really don't care. Um. But then I started to be like, well, I do have a theme going here with what I do. She probably notices that. <laughs> I just let you do your thing. Yours comes out more creative than mine anyways. Mine are so boring. <laughs> no, I think I think you're more creative on the Facebook group. Because <laughs> you don't tweet. <laughs> you have more you have more leverage in the in the Facebook group, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I it's easier for me to be involved on Facebook. Like I don't do Twitter very often or ever. <laughs> Let's face it. I really don't even know what's on my Twitter. I'm never there. Um I know I can't even tag you on on the things. I, mean, I don't know anymore. why. It's so weird. Like I got some of your tags. But at least on the Facebook group, you're like, I know what to do. I'm gonna cheer people up with this picture of a baby bat. <laughs> and I'm like, bats are disgusting. <laughs> Well, because it doesn't, I mean, it's just a, it's a group. It doesn't have to just be on Dawson's Creek. It can have conversation. We don't get that a lot. I'll probably be blowing it up when I go to Vegas. I'll just be like, guys, I'm here. Hi, look at me. Do it. I think that'd be fun. I think I will. I'm, I'm cool with that. You are a moderator or whatever you call it. An admin? Is that what they're called? An admin? I should be. (laughs) Nobody even comments on our stuff anyway, except for like two people. <laughs> so whatever. I'm not bitter. <laughs> even though I said I was earlier. Um, so she mentions Gal's hostile vibe again. And she says, so it's definitely not about us because we're good and we're good together. And Dawson's like, yeah, I like to think so. And she says, solid. We're solid. Solid as a rock. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> We're solid, dog. I got you. What? And she's like, she goes, I was thinking, um, maybe we progress to the next stage. We go out amongst the others and meet the friends. And Dawson's like, uh, I guess so. Uh, like, he's not so sure. 
She says, are you curious? Do you think it's too early for them to do that in their type of relationship? Like, they should spend more time together first before they start bringing other people into it? Probably. I I think they're still brand new. And I think it was just a weird opportunity that she thought would be good because they were coming into town, but and she's just excited, maybe, but probably, yeah. I don't think it was the right time. No. Yeah, like maybe date for like three months, two months, a minute. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, the last episode <laughs> they didn't even have their actual date, so. No, they went to Pacey's birthday party and were making out on the basement floor. Right, and then got busted. So yeah, I don't think so. So she's like, "Aren't you curious to meet my friends?" And he says, "Yeah, definitely, someday." And she's like, how's tomorrow? Two of my best pals from college are swinging through to see a band. And if it's okay with you, um, we could go too. And Dawson's like, uh, tomorrow? <laughs> she says she knows that the that the meet the friends night can be incredibly scary for the new guy, which is what her friends referred to him as. And she tells him, but that's why you need to meet them so they can get to know you. And then you can invariably well and impress them. And he says, and if I only invariably wow and impress them, she says, then I dump you. Just be yourself. They'll love you. And then they lean in over the counter, over the bar, and they kiss each other. And then Gal shows up again with her angry face, her angry pregnant face. (laughs) (laughs) Glaring at them while they suck faced. (laughs) Exactly. She's she's still not happy, even though they got the bottles of wine. So well, because Gretchen's not working, she's just socializing. Yeah, but Gretchen's probably a really good bartender, so she's got to like. She is. I feel like she is. Yeah. I don't know. If she's not. If she's taking orders and doing her job, like whatever. Um. Now we're at the CYC. Do you know what that is? Cape Side Yacht Club. <laughs> It only took you three minutes. <laughs> I had to think for a second. <laughs> um, we hear Mrs. Valentine telling Drew that she says, I give you a lot of leeway around here, Drew. If you want that to continue, you'll do as I say. And he tells her that she resembles a Disney villainess. So then Joey walks in and you can tell that she feels the tension in the room by all of her facial expressions that she's making. <laughs> she keeps going. She's like, I mean, obviously you can't see what I'm doing, but she's like this. <laughs> <laughs> like she's she's what is that what does joey call it on friends like smell acting it's it's like she's smell acting i have no idea okay. <laughs> she just looks like really confused and like i don't know if i should be here right now <laughs> did i walk in the middle of something did i walk into something i'm not supposed to be privy to yeah so then mrs valentine says did you want something and joey hesitates and she says no, I just wanted to let you know that I'm here. And Mrs. Valentine says, this wouldn't have to be about the quaint senior trip, would it? The one where if you have any hope in hell of going, you're going to need a Friday and Saturday off. This bitch. I know. So, wait, let me just say this. A job can't do that to a high school student. If they have a um, school activity to go to like that, that like they shouldn't miss out on like unless it was the student's choice that they didn't want to go right um she can't deny that we used to do that at pathmark all the time there's a couple of things that she can't do like i'm pretty sure she can't say oh well 
if you want that, you have to go with my son on his double date, well, yeah. or you're not going to say that. No, <laughs> you, not. you cannot dictate what I do or don't do with my personal life by dangling over my job. And like, no. Yeah, I don't know why Joey just allows it either. I mean, I it's well, for the story, she, but <laughs> she doesn't know any better, I guess. But she owns a bit, or she runs a business with her sister. She should at least know the rules of like blackmail and like bartering. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. You would think so because Joey's super, super smart too. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's different if you're working for somebody and you're like, "Hey, if I cover you this day, can you cover me that day?" That type of thing. Yeah. But Mrs. Valentine's like, if this doesn't go well. Uh, don't even think about having off any weekend for the rest of the year. And Joey's like, ah, all right, <laughs> I'll just go along with it. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, she makes Joey go out on a double date with Pacey and Drew and this girl, Anna, who is apparently the daughter of a doctor. And he's like the head of the. Um, country club's board or whatever i kind of like him a little bit in this episode not in the beginning because he's like a total tool but he i kind of like he starts to open up a little bit and we just kind of figure out like there's a little bit of a reason why he is the way that he is but then he was still a douchebag kind of changed a little bit at the end like he was i don't i don't think i think a lot of it is just part of his personality he's just going to be a tool but i blame his mother at least, at least he seems like he was trying a little bit at the end. Yeah, I guess. But the fact that that girl even want to still like go out with him, it's weird. No, gotta, she's yeah. an idiot, but she liked him or whatever. <laughs> but I'm just glad that like that he had this conversation with Joey and Joey was like, you're you're doing what you said that you're not good at doing. You know, just do do more of this. Work on this. Just having a conversation, not just being like this or that. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like he like listened to her and I hopefully maybe he'll just be better. But I mean, I don't remember. So we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember either. I, st- I think he just continues being an asshole. We'll but, see. Um, so, yeah, Mrs. Valentine is like bartering with her that if she goes on this double date with Drew and Anna Evans, she'll give her off for the sat- Friday and Saturday for a school trip. She makes a crack. <laughs> she makes a crack and she says, she's your age, but she goes to a much better school. And I go, Drew goes to the same school as Joey. So like, what I, know. I don't know what she was trying to do with that kind of comment. <laughs> and who the fuck is going out with Mrs. Valentine? Nobody. I wonder like for like a split second, I wondered the reason, maybe the reason why she like kind of took a shot at Joey like that is because she's afraid something might happen between her son and Joey. Like, I want to say that this girl is a lot better than you are. Like, she's comparing the two women, but why would she do that? Like, she's got something against Joey. Well, because Joey doesn't come from money. So she sees Joey as less than. Uh, and Yeah, ex- I know. But, like, t- for her to make, like, an, a point of that in regards to her son, because that's really what the conversation is about. Her son, this girl, this girl that is not Joey... It's so weird to explain my thoughts in my head about it. I don't know how to describe. Well, she says that Pacey and Joey are the perfect couple. And I believe that she meant that. Yeah. And that's why she wants them to go with Drew and Anna so that maybe Drew can be on like his best behavior and the date goes well. So he, but obviously it doesn't like meaning like maybe she'll keep him in line 
Ah, okay. Yeah, maybe I was just reading too much into it. Like I said, for like a split second, I was like, maybe she's just seeing something she shouldn't. But then I was like, nah, never mind. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if Joey and Drew started dating? Mrs. Valentine no. would like have like an aneurysm. Like, well, <laughs> not so much on Joey's side, but on Drew's side, because Drew actually like communicates with her, with Joey. They've always had, even if it's been like a little bit whatever, like I, I feel like he's been able to communicate with joey in a particular kind of way you know what i mean that he probably doesn't really do too well they do aside from jen i feel like his yeah. other closest relationship would be joey. joey yeah um i actually went on his instagram last night mark maktovich and mm-hmm. i sent him a little dm about the episode where mrs valentine smacks him in the back of the head right and I'm um, just waiting for a reply on that to see if your response <laughs> back. But I also like sent him like a a message just saying like I'm from Delaware County and I went to the same acting and modeling school as he did and the same acting uh, thing in New York and all this stuff. And I ran into him at the Springfield Mall and I was just seeing if he actually like says anything. But um, I do think he still lives in Philly because he's got, I think I've said this before, I think he's got like an art gallery or something in Philly. But um, unless he moves, he lives in New York. Uh, but I was looking at his who he follows and he follows a lot of the Dawson's Creek cast, especially Katie Holmes and James Vanderbeek. But he doesn't follow Joshua Jackson, hmm. which I thought was weird. But none of them follow him. <laughs> so i don't know what that's about you're extra stalker on this huh i know i go i look under theirs and i go do they follow him but celebrities are weird sometimes they're not in charge of their own true so who knows this is true sometimes they're not in charge of their own accounts yeah anyway um so yes she's gonna accompany them on a double date and um joey's like when should i be ready so Dawson is with Brooks showing him the film and Grams brings in Brooks's medication and she says, you two have been at that all, all morning. Why don't you take a break? <laughs> and Dawson's like, yeah, I actually have lunch plans. So then Graham says she has to go get another bottle of, p- bottle of pills. So she walks out and Brooks tells Dawson that he has something to ask him. And he says, Evelyn has been... Evelyn has Evelyn has been taking me to the store to get my medication, and I hate it. And Dawson's like, "Yeah, whatever I can do to help." So Brooks pulls out this paperwork and tells Dawson to sign it. And he says, "It's just lawyer talk, legalese, gobbledygook." And he's like, <laughs> "And he's like, and what is it exactly?" And he says, "It does it designates Dawson as his sort of gopher, like to go get his." Um, medicine when he needs it. He's like, if you want. And Dawson's like, yeah, I'm flattered that you asked. He and he lied. keeps like looking. <laughs> yeah, like I am assuming this is his like uh, he's making no. Dawson his like um, beneficiary. Power of attorney. Power of attorney, that's it. His power of attorney, yeah. Yeah, that's what I kept thinking because he's trying to get Dawson to sign it real quick and he keeps looking over his shoulder for Graham's and then Grams comes in and Dawson signs it and he grabs it and he puts it back in his sweater. So, yeah, I was very, it was very sneaky of him, but he doesn't have anybody. 
Mm-mm. And he actually trusts Dawson. But that's a lot of stress for a teenager. It's a lot to put on a teenager without I've... his knowledge either. <laughs> yeah. And I rem- and I remember that part with everything. Like when we'll get to it. But um yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah, I just I just remember being like, he's 17. <laughs> you can't do that to a kid. Um yeah, he's like, hurry, hurry up before Evelyn gets back. I don't want to hurt her feelings. <laughs> so then she comes back in with more medicine and Dawson's leaving. He says we'll be back in an hour. And we see Grams give Brooks his pills and he pretends to take them. But then he just sort of like puts it back in his pocket. And Grams mentions that the nursing agency called and they haven't received their check yet. And... He's like, I remember sending it. The damn post office is enough to make anybody sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're like, I was thinking, I was like, does he not have money to pay them? Or is he? does he just not want them to come anymore? Is that what it is? Because he just wants to die with dignity? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that, that was my impression. He Did just he doesn't cancel? want them to come anymore. That he's probably just canceling it or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's got Evelyn. He's got Grams coming in and she's a nurse. That's and true. She checks on him a lot. And I mean, we find that he's been hiding. He's not been taking his pills and stuff, right? So he's not utilizing the things that are basically keeping him healthy enough to survive. Yeah. So he's just working on his goodbyes, I guess. He's wrapping his life up. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. I also thought it was crazy that the writers got us so invested with this character. Well, I'm invested with this character. And, you know, he was walking around and being all normal. And then all of a sudden he's in a fucking wheelchair and he can't get up. Yeah, his health declined pretty quickly. Yeah, which can happen. I've seen it happen with my mother. But like, I, I, it just kind of was like, when I was watching, I go, well, they didn't really like acknowledge it. They just sort of said he was sick. And then all of a sudden he's, you know, he can't stand up by himself. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, I just thought it was crazy. So now we are at the Witter Beach bungalow <laughs> where I want to live. <laughs> Me too. And Gretchen is dressed up and ready to go out. And Pacey stops her and he says, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and she's like, if you're offering fashion opinion, she asks him if you know. She asks him if he's offering a fashion opinion because she finds his credibility in that department somewhat lacking. And Gretchen looks totally normal. She's wearing like a purple sweater, which sort of shows like a little bit. It of was a midriff. It was, yeah, her belly was sticking out. I guess Pacey was just being, um, you know, parental. He went parental on her. She looked cute, I thought. I thought so too. She rocks it. I could, I never wore any of that stuff. I mean, he, not out in public. <laughs> I mean, I used to wear midriffs all the time. <laughs> you used to see your midriff was always showing. No, I don't know. I never at home, yeah, but like out in public, no. Um, hot guys in crop tops with like a cut off like uh, a baseball jersey or something like that. I think that's hot. Um, Johnny no. Depp in um Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, I mean, it's like a lot. It happens a lot in like horror movies, but like, I think that's pretty sexy. I don't know. <laughs> whatever as long as it's not the like nylon fishnet i know you hate who, that, who the fuck invented that shit? 
<laughs> All right, I'm a, like fishnet stockings are one thing, but like guys wearing the like bright colored shirt, like um, Fifty First Dates. What like her brother from Fifty First Dates and the show? Oh yeah. Oh my god, dude! Like, what decade are you in? No one wears that. Just make it stop. <laughs> make it stop. <laughs> No. I don't know. I think it's. I think it looks hot on a really muscly guy in like, a, like a hot photo shoot or something like that. I don't know. If you see a picture, you send it my way because I have never okay. once seen it. Like I've never once seen it where I was like, oh, that's hot. Like no. <laughs> there's a um. There's a fashion photographer who does a lot. A lot of um. Like they're like sexual photos of guys. His name's Justin Monroe. Justin Monroe ph- Photography, I think. I'm mm-hmm. sure that he's done it on his page. I'll send it to you. <laughs> okay, you do that. <laughs> um, Pacey tells her that he's offering a brother's opinion, and that's not a going-out-of-the-house outfit. It's maybe the bottom layer that could become a going-out-of-the-house outfit, but not until you put on a sweater. <laughs> and she looks down, and she's like, I am wearing a sweater. <laughs> You know what it reminded me of? That part in Clueless where he's like, oh, what does he say? The dad tells her to go put on a dress or something or put something on. This is like, a dress, daddy. And he's like, who says? Calvin <laughs> Klein. <laughs> I used to know that whole movie by heart. I couldn't even think of it. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. So Pacey's like, no, it's not. A sweater is a big, baggy, shapeless thing that hides the human form. They're specifically designed for sisters about to go out on dates. <laughs> She's like, this isn't a date, Pacey. Um, It's a group activity. And she says that her friends Kira and Jessica are going to pick her up. She says, what are you doing here? And he tells her that he's getting mentally prepared for another night of being the perfect boyfriend. It's a thankless job. Long hours. Very few rewards. Not that I'm in it for the rewards. (laughs) Which we'll find out later in the episode. (laughs) That whole conversation came out of nowhere. Yeah. I was like, are they really having this conversation? She says, of course not. True love waits. And he says, and waits, and waits, and waits. And she's like, is something wrong? And he says, no. Because if something were up and you wanted to talk about it. And he's like, I absolutely would. And then we hear her friends honking. And she's like, you are so saved by the horn. <laughs> she is she is a little corny with her with her lines, I think. I think that's what it is. She just delivers them kind of corny. But I still like her. So do I. It's just, I don't know how I feel about Gretchen and Dawson together. Like, the more that their relationship is progressing, Mm -hmm. the more I'm not sure I'm a fan of it. Like, I like Gretchen. I like Dawson. I don't know if I like that Gretchen and Dawson, like, together. I can't get over the age thing, that's all. I think it's weird that she's a 21-year-old woman dating a 17-year-old boy who's still a virgin. I dated a 21-year-old guy when I was 16. That doesn't Because guys me. are scumbags and will date younger girls. <laughs> but I think um, it's just odd that she, as a 21-year-old college student, would date a 17-year-old high school student. Like, she's about to graduate. Why would she want to go date a 17-year-old? I don't know. I could see if he was 20. Because it's Dawson. And because... Or maybe even 19. I don't know. Steven, I don't know. She's, I know that I know that they don't have sex. She's she's the next uh Tamala, Tam whatever. Tamara. That's the word. She's the next Tamara. 
<laughs> They're just reusing storylines now. <laughs> we, we are. The just the the age gap just got a little smaller. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really considered rape, I guess, or molestation. Or no, it's really not considered pedophilia <laughs> if if Gretchen dates Dawson. <laughs> it's sort of like a freshman dating a senior. Yeah. Like a freshman guy dating a senior female. Yeah. Just just even more odd. Like on Saved by the Bell, when Lisa didn't know that her new date to the dance was a freshman. She thought he was a senior. And then she was uh, embarrassed. <laughs> Oops. I remember that episode. It was our first year back in senior year. And Zach and um Zach and Slater were fighting over the same girl, this girl from Ohio or something. I don't remember. Joanna. Joanne from Ohio. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you're like, I don't care, Stephen. <laughs> you're good. You're good. It's been a minute since I've seen that. Um. So when Gretchen leaves, uh, Pacey says, have fun working the boulevard. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about this lady, Boulevard Betty, who um, she's... <laughs> So we have this, uh, it's called McDade Boulevard, right? Mm -hmm. Which is like kind of near here. Mm -hmm. And this lady, they call her Boulevard Betty. And she would ride her bicycle. I haven't seen her in a long time, so I don't know what happened to her. But she would ride her bicycle and she would give blowjobs to guys in the back of the Acme. Wow. (laughs) Which is weird because you could totally see her if she did. (laughs) But she... um. Uh, I was trying to like see if she would like I was testing her to see if she would like blow you <laughs> yeah like I was trying to see if she would like come on to me somehow because like I just figured she wanted money right Um, but she wanted nothing to do with me <laughs> so they probably just made it up Um, no I think it's true <laughs> but my sister Bettina whenever she sees her she sends me pictures of her <laughs> She goes, I saw Boulevard Betty walking down your street. Oh my god. <laughs> a picture of her. And I was like, what? Why was Boulevard Betty on my street? She's not on the she needs to be on the boulevard working. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and she's got like dark red hair. Like, and she wears like a lot of heavy makeup. <laughs> oh. So yeah. I'll have to send you a picture of her. I'm sure I have it on my phone still. Poor Betty. <laughs> 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 Look, she she did it for her, she did it to herself. Okay, she made a name for herself. <laughs> so now we're with Toby, and he just randomly shows up to Jack's house, and Jack is coming home from jogging, and he's like, "Toby, what are you doing here?" Toby goes, "I knew you were the type that jogs," and Jack says, "Uh, what type is that exactly?" And Toby says, "The country club family type." You probably play a mean game of tennis. And Jack's like, uh, golf, actually. And he's like, what are you doing here, Toby? Like, what the fuck do you want? Toby is toxic. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that was a good call. <laughs> I know. I have to give credit to who really said it because I don't I don't remember who it was, but it was it was actually perfect. Oh, here here it is. Um Dawson's weekly pod. They made a post and they call him Toxic Tobes. <laughs> Toxic I, thought was, Tobes. I thought it was perfect. 
I like it. So Toby says, I've come to proposition you. Relax, it's merely a turn of phrase. Toby is now tutoring kids with the Boston Inner City Reading Council, and they're desperate for anybody who can read. And Jack's like, well, that makes me feel special. And Toby tells Jack, check your attitude at the door and get serious for a minute. That's when I would have been like, get the fuck away from me. I don't want to talk to you. Who comes to my house and says that? He just does not interact well with him for some reason. I, I don't understand Toby and the way that he like tries to... I don't know. Like, I don't understand his flirting habits. <laughs> like, he oh, you think that's flirting? I don't know what he's doing. That's my that's my point. He likes him, supposedly. But, like, he always just has these... Like, it's like he's got word vomit of the worst degree. Yeah. He doesn't know how to, like, properly communicate without, like, insulting you first. Yeah. It reminded me of Gal Weathers. And he says, when she goes... You need to check your conscience at the door, sweetie. We're not here to be loved. <laughs> Chicken to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Chicken to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Chicken to check yourself. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what if Jack? What if Jack just started saying that? <laughs> yeah, I'm probably. That's probably what I would have said if somebody said what Toby said to me. I'd be like, huh, "Chicken to check yourself." <laughs> They're gonna look at me and be like, "What just happened?" <laughs> i think it would be appropriate (laughs) i just laugh and walk away i know you're like i gotta go (laughs) i would literally just start singing laugh and walk away as i'm singing the song chickity check yourself before you wreck yourself (laughs) (laughs) yourself. (laughs) yourself. (laughs) just make my own my own spin to it you know and they're like what is happening and you're just still you're still rapping yeah right (laughs) just over here doing my thing ignoring negativity in my life (laughs) oh my god ignore the negativity goodbye sir don't need you (laughs) um so yeah toby says it with like zero fucking like care in the world he just is like check yourself jack get serious for a minute Jack sort of just gives Toby like a look. He doesn't even really really respond to him. Toby says that Jen told him that he loves working with kids. Well, here are some kids that need you to teach them. You interested or not, it's that simple. I would have been like, am I going to have to be around you? Uh, If I am, then no, I'm not interested. Like, don't come to my house and like be, be mean to me. That's so weird. He's a bizarre character. I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't know. So Jack says he's not interested in a repeat of the soccer incident. And Toby says, everyone at the council knows that I'm gay. It's not an issue. And Jack's not sure he wants to get into anything like that right now, which is understandable. Yeah. And Toby tells him that if he changes his mind, they're at the library at Junior Jordan's High weeknights, weekend nights after seven. And I wrote down Jack's address is 7530. I don't know why. I just noticed it. (laughs) I don't know why I wrote this down, but these are the Powerball numbers and I'm going to play it now. <laughs> I know. I was like, maybe I'll play that number. Chickity mm-hmm. <laughs> check yourself before you wreck yourself. Chickity check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> so now we're with Pacey and Joey. They're walking along the dock and he tells her that he knows she works for Satan's Handmaiden and all, but does that mean double dating with her evil spawn? And Joey says, you want me on our senior trip, don't you? Just remember, we're not here to have a good time. And he's like, I wouldn't even dream of it. 
And Joey just keeps talking. She's like, this Anna person, she's the one having a good time. And no matter how high she registers in the overprivileged bitrometer, just promise that you'll be nice. And he's I'm like, when am I ever not nice? Like, I'm glad that she wasn't a bitch. <laughs> I know. She was very sweet to her. She was very nice. She's ditzy, but she's nice. And she's like, Pacey. And then they kiss each other. And he's like, what a good boy. <laughs> they were, I don't know if they were like just like improvising, but it was pretty funny. And we see a car pull up and this girl gets out. She says she doesn't understand why people are always honking their horns at her. Like she doesn't know that they're behind her. And Drew gets out and he says, well, it could be because you're you're camped out in the middle of the intersection, rethinking your eye makeup. And she's like, it could have been smudged. Is it smudged? And this is now Anna Evans. And the actress's name is Sabine Singh. And She's she kidding. hasn't worked since like 2007 or something like that. Mm. And Drew tells her to relax. Besides, Potter here knows as much about makeup as I do. Besides, no one's had quite the heart to tell her that the natural look went out before she was born. And Joey says, oh, poor me. <laughs> and Anna's like, don't listen to him. The natural look is so in. I just read about it in Allure. And I, be- I use natural look all the time. Me too. <laughs> All natural, baby. <laughs> um, we cut to Pacey's face and he's literally just smiling. It's so funny. <laughs> um, Anna introduces herself to him and she says, you must be Joey. Nice to meet you. And he shakes her hand and he doesn't correct her. And he doesn't correct her. And Joey's like, you're not Joey. I'm Joey. And um, girl's so confused. Anna's just like, what? You're Joey? <laughs> Who's Potter? Right. Drew's like, I told you in the car a thousand times. Pacey guy, Joey girl. Pacey guy, Joey girl. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So Drew's like, let's get this disaster on the road. Pacey opens Anna's door for her and Joey notices and kind of laughs. And he gives her like a face like, I got you. I really loved the interactions because you really got to see the depth of Pacey and Joey and how secure they are they feel in their relationship yeah. at this point in time. Because the entire time like he most girls would have gotten jealous if like their man is opening the door for somebody else and helping them with, you know, later with the 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 mini golf and and like doing all the stuff. And he's just being a nice guy. He's not like flirty or anything, but like girls would get jealous over that because the guy their guy is giving attention to another female. But Joey just looks at him and she's like... Right. Like, she's not upset. She's just like, uh-huh. Like, I really appreciate getting to see just how secure they they feel right now with themselves. I love I it. I thought the same thing when yeah. he was opening the car door for her and she noticed it and she kind of smiled at him. Yeah, I loved it. And I- as much as Drew tries to get Joey to get upset... She yeah. just ignores them. It's yeah, funny. it's great. It's fantastic. She's like, whatever. He's not like, why would he cheat on me? Like right in plain sight. Yeah, he's not you an know? idiot. And I'm not jealous. It's fine. Yeah. So now we cut to Dawson's film with Brooks. And we hear a clip of Brooks saying, my passion for pictures is gone. Hard as I try, as far into my soul as I searched, I couldn't find it. And Dawson says that it's almost done. And Brooks tells him that it's all done. 93 minutes of the life and filmic times of A.I. Brooks. Lock the picture, do your credits, and run it for an audience. And Dawson's like, well, I could tweak it a little more. And Brooks says, could be better. It could be worse. could be just different. No. The thing to do now is let it go. Dawson says, well, at least for now tonight anyway. 
So then he wheels Brooks into the living room to listen to his music. And this is when we like see that he's in a wheelchair. And Brooks asks him when he's going to tell him about his, when are you going to tell me about that girl of yours? <laughs> and Dawson says, uh, the one you refer to as the local dits. <laughs> oh, that was so a great affection. <laughs> uh, Brooks is growing on me as a character too. Like he gets more likable and more likable. It's just a damn shame. It's almost the end for him. I know. I really like this character a lot. But Dawson says that Gretchen is pretty terrific, but they're taking it easy. And um, I wrote Brooke, Brooks looks really out of it at this point. But he tells Dawson, "Don't take it too easy. You're not my age. You hear me." <laughs> Dawson just kind of mm-hmm. laughs. He's like, you're still young enough to fall in and out of love a few more times before you get it right. And Dawson says, that doesn't sound like a lot of fun. It is coming from the man that only ever loved one person. I know. Well, we don't know exactly, though. Like, he could have had, like, girlfriends over the years. He just really loved her and never found anybody that matched her. You're right. You're right. His love for her. Who knows? Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Brooke says, it isn't. It is. And it isn't, but it's worth it every damn time. And we find out that he has pancreatic cancer. And I wrote, oh, he is not going to survive. That's like one of the worst cancers that you can get. Yeah. Before he leaves, Dawson helps Brooks out of his wheelchair. And he helps him into his regular chair. But as he's helping him, this is when Brooks just stops. And he gives Dawson like a genuine hug. And they have like a moment, like a genuine, sincere moment of like how much Brooks cares about him, you know, showing him because he's not the type of person who just says like, you mean a lot to me because he's just, it's just how he is. Yeah. Um, And like I said earlier, it really got to me. (laughs) I was like, oh my God. So Dawson doesn't really, we see Dawson's face and he's kind of like taken aback by it. But like, he feels like, I feel like he felt really good about it because like Brooks hasn't really shown affection to him, you know? Right. And um, like, he appreciates it. And maybe it was his way of being like, maybe realizing that this might be it for him soon, you know, like acknowledging that Brooks says, you know, the picture's not half bad. Not just because it's about me either. And <laughs> Dawson says, he says, we should make another one sometime. And Brooks says, anytime, kid. Anytime. And Brooks has like tears in his eyes. It was it was very sweet. It's a very sweet moment. So now Gretchen and her college pals are picking up Dawson. Um, <laughs> we meet Kira, who is played by Rachel True. And do you know who what Rachel True is in? Craft. The craft. The You're craft. right. I know. Ding, I ding, knew ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I knew her instantly. And I didn't write down Jessica's name because uh, she literally had like no bio in IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's Gretchen's friend with the long curly red hair. That's about it. Jessica goes, great house. Is this a rental? And Dawson's like, no, it's my parents' house. <laughs> and at this point, Gal comes down. She comes waddling down with the most weirdest angriest face on (laughs) like resting bitch face and dawson's like um actually there's my mom now mom this is kira and jessica and she says hello and then she just stares at them 
And she makes it very awkward because nobody says anything. <laughs> I like just don't understand. I don't know. I don't know what the what the hell is happening. She was like trying know. to intimidate them or something. It was yeah, weird. but like <laughs> she was just know. like keep my son safe, you skanky hose. <laughs> weird. I don't know. She was like Norman Bates' mom. Oh my god! So they're about to leave. Uh, Dawson says that they're going to a club, and he'll see her in the morning. And Gal says, I'm not sure I like the idea of you going to a club. Do they serve alcohol there? And Dawson says, you serve alcohol in the restaurant. It doesn't seem to bother you when I'm there. And she goes, because you're my son and I worry about you. That's why. And since when do you go clubbing? (laughs) Dawson says, it's not like we're going to Studio 54, Mom. (laughs) She says, it'll make me feel better if, if you were home by one. And he's like, uh, uh, that sounds like a curfew, which I've never had before in my life. And before he gets in it with his mom, because she's completely embarrassing him now, he tells Gretchen and her college pals to go outside and wait while he... I'll meet you guys outside. Just uh, give me a minute. (laughs) He's like, I got to set my mom straight for it. I got to put my foot down. (laughs) Lay down the law real quick. Just uh, give me a minute. No, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta put this pregnant bitch, <laughs> put this bitch in. Bitches be hoeing, you know, <laughs> and hoes be bitching. <laughs> I gotta tell this bitch how it ends. <laughs> so, what like, what's, that? what's that lyric? It was like, smacking a bitch, and no. Somehow, what the hell to go? Oh, oh shit. I don't know. <laughs> smack my bitch up. Something, something, and smack it home. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Just it doesn't matter. It's stupid. Just keep going. <laughs> he goes, if you're trying to embarrass me, consider it a job very well done. I'm completely humiliated. And Gal is being such a bitch. She says, I am trying to protect you. And he goes, From what? The dangers of having a good time with my girlfriend? Come on. And she says, No the dangers of getting hurt by a woman whom as perfect a person as she seems right now might actually be in a different place in her life. And he says, it's not like that with Gretchen. And she says, honey, I'm not so sure. <laughs> I was like, God, gal. She says, let him just go and have fun. What is she trying to say about Gretchen? Like what point in her life is she at that she just, like I, I'm so, I have questions for Gail. Maybe Gal just doesn't like feeling like being pregnant and she feels she feels ugly and she sees a young pretty young thing like Gretchen and she's like I'm just I'm just ugly <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I don't know what's happening but yeah I don't the whole scene with with Dawson and Gail is just I like I said I watched it like three times and I'm like I don't even know what's happening nobody did anything wrong like not really like her friend's kind of a ditz but like Nobody did anything wrong. Like, I don't even know what impression would have just... I mean, aside from the fact that Gail's been on a mood about Gretchen the, like, the entire time since the beginning, like, the, the couple of interactions that they've had at, at the, the restaurant, like, I just, I'm like, what? Why? Why? Just why? But hormones... I think it's just her hormones, yeah. Yeah. 
So Dawson says, well, I am sure. And it really doesn't matter what you think because it's my life and it's my relationship. If you want to express a little last minute maternal control, you're going to have to wait for the next one to come along because I really don't want that from you anymore. And then he leaves. (laughs) Oh, snap. (laughs) And she's just like, teenagers, teenagers, man. She like looks at her belly and she's like, great. I have to deal with this. (laughs) I'm going to do it again. Only with a girl this time. Yep. So now we're at Pup Pup Golf with the double daters. And Anna's trying to get the ball through the windmill. And she's literally like going like this with her head. Like it's going around like this. <laughs> like she's such an idiot. And Pacey goes over and he holds the windmill, windmill so she can hit the ball. And um, he gives her like some like miniature golfing advice. And she goes to hit the ball and she doesn't hit it straight she hits it like away from where she's supposed to hit it and you see her get upset yeah and pacey's or um joey's looking at her like there's something wrong with this girl <laughs> <laughs> her reaction was so funny <laughs> she was just like what is she doing <laughs> um so drew was telling joey that just because you're just because you skeeves have nothing better to do tonight doesn't mean I'm planning on spending my entire night among the socially challenged. He's like, I got a date later with a honey and I want to that I want to be with. So then Joey takes his phone away. Again, if you realize this, every single time Drew has his cell phone, Joey takes it away from him. Yeah. She did it in the beginning of the season when they were at the yacht club studying, and she like picked up the phone and said, like, he had herpes or something. <laughs> yeah, she's really good at that too. Cause she does it again later in this episode where she just walks over to him. He's talking to these girls and she's like, <laughs> We really need to talk about the baby now. <laughs> like <Yeah>. you, <laughs> you, you keep putting this off. Like <laughs> and they're just like, Oh, I'm out. <laughs> um I really she, like how she handles Drew. Yeah, I do too. But she also grabbed his phone when they were in the storage cellar too, when they were yeah. talking to the storage cellar. And he says to her, what exactly is your problem with mobile technology? (laughs) And when he said that, I said, oh, yeah, she takes his phone all the time. It's so funny. (laughs) Joey says, it's invasive and irritating like you. And she threatens him and says, you better start being nice to her. And he says, I get it. You want me to be like Pacey? She says, it wouldn't hurt. Drew says that he does seem to be enjoying himself. But then again, why wouldn't he be? And he's just trying to get in Joey's head. So then we see that Anna got a hole in one and she runs up and hugs Pacey. I don't know. I think that we're supposed to insinuate that maybe something's going to happen between the two of them, but we know what was going to. No, I mean, that was definitely probably um, Drew. It was probably Drew's intention to get Joey to start to think like that because his innuendos are supposed to kind of plant that idea in Joey's head. Right. But because he's planning it in her head, he's planning in everybody who's viewing its head. So now we're looking for clues. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so now we're with Toby and um, Jack shows up and Toby says, look who's slumming it, little Jack Spratt. And I didn't even understand that reference. No. Jack says, I did not come down here to be your whipping boy, Toby. So check the attitude at the door and let's get serious for a second. <laughs> you serious. Serious. I don't think that's the words. It's physical. Let's it's get not. Physical, it's physical. <laughs> But I like to make my own words. So. It's because they say, let's get serious. Let's get serious. 
Yeah. So yeah. But I'm like, well, let's get serious. Forget physical. Let's get serious. <laughs> so then Toby says, "All that and sass too. Maybe you are one of the tribe after all." I was like, "Stop it! Leave him alone. He's clearly a homosexual." <laughs> Just leave it alone. It's not your business anyways. Like, why do you care so much? Yeah. So Jack's like, ha ha, can we start this tutoring thing already? And he's like, all you have to do is just read to them, but mostly be nice. And Jack's like, I can do that. Toby says, I know. That's why I asked you down here. And then I wrote, okay, now I'm kind of liking Toby. So I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're in the car with Gretchen and her pals from college with Dawson, who's in the back seat of the car. Which I thought was weird. Kira is talking about a sexual encounter that she had on a kitchen counter. And she looks at Dawson and she's like, oh, is this too much for you? And Dawson's like, no, it's fascinating. (laughs) I don't think it's that weird that he's sitting in the back. He probably gave a seat up. Like, oh, no, you guys are ladies. Ladies can have the front seat. I'll sit in the back. You guys decide. Or rotate who gets in the passenger seat. Like, I can see that. I can see Dawson giving up his seat for, like, you know what I mean? I don't think it's that weird. Really? Because it was her car. Yeah, but it's her friends that are visiting, and Dawson is a gentleman. (sighs) I guess. I don't know. My thing with Dawson is that, so because he was going out with his her friends, he should have sat in the front seat. He was the whole reason why why they were meeting. The Dawson's too much of a gentleman for that. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's weird. I don't. I just don't think it's weird. What do you guys think? (laughs) Should Dawson have been sitting in the back seat, or should Jessica have been sitting in the front seat? (laughs) Let's go with that. (laughs) Good. Let's. Um. So Gretchen starts laughing, and she says, "Kira's life is always a little fascinating." And uh, Kira tells Gretchen to turn up the radio. And that's when they mentioned the guy on their floor who was a total Dion Ferris freak. Remember, he used to play the song on his keyboard and to try and impress us. Gretchen asks Dawson if he knows it. And he's like, uh, vaguely, vaguely. Too. Just a little, just a little. <laughs> so they all start singing the song and they're not really matching what's on the radio. And Dawson's Dawson looks like he'd rather jump out of the car. <laughs> I can't say that I blame him. I would feel so out of place. I'd be like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, you should have made this a weekend to be with your friends, not me and your friends. Like, I feel so out of place, which he ends up admitting to later. Yeah. Now we are with Anna and Joey, and she's talking to Joey about people who wear red lipstick. Like, some weird conversation about red lipstick. And the boys come back to the table, and they're like, what are you talking about? And Joey explains to them, except she makes it, like, sound really important. (laughs) And Drew says, see what we've been missing, Pacey? An intellectual conversation. He's such a tool. I know. He says, Anna, why don't you give your opinion on that whole electoral college controversy? Joey's like, Drew, lay off. And Anna's like, no, it's okay. I think people should be allowed to go to whatever college they want. As long as their parents can afford it, what's the big deal? And Drew says... I present to you the marveling idiotic mental feats of Anna Evans. Warning, do not try this at home or with more than two brain cells. And Anna's like, you are such a jerk. He is a jerk, though. And Drew says, you're the one who ordered your daddy to arrange this whole night for you. Unlike your nose job, I can't be bought. 
And Pacey gets up and he says, he goes, I think this sick and twisted evening is now over. And Drew says, it's sweet how he always rises to the defense of damsels in distress, especially the blonder ones. (laughs) And Pacey's like, can I please have permission to punch him in his face now? (laughs) And Drew stands up and he says, just answer me. Answer me one question, Witter. Guy to guy. How come beautiful girls who are dumb as a box of rocks will only put out if you tell them that they're smart, while the ones who actually are are smart will only perform sexual favors if you tell them that they're beautiful. And Anna says, this is all my fault. And Joey says, no, nothing is your fault, Anna. <laughs> and this Anna gets, just a tool. Anna gets up and she says, I can't believe I, I was so stupid. I feel like such an idiot. I can't believe I slept with you. And then she gets up and leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Pacey's like, well, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was like out of left field because i was like yeah he was berating her the whole time and then she like he's an asshole he is very much an asshole it was such it was so gross now gretchen and her pals and dawson drive up to the club and she literally parks right in the middle of the road did you notice that yeah i don't know if they were trying to make it look like that was a parking lot or something but it looked like a road (laughs) she gets out and she asks dawson how he's doing and he says Honestly, I've never felt so 17 in my entire life. And she says, my God, are you really 17? Then what am I doing with you? And I was like, that was one of the stupid things she said that I didn't understand. It's just a joke. It was sarcasm. Oh, was that Gretchen joking? That was Gretchen joking. Oh, that you're really 17? What am I doing here with you? Like That's what that was. It was sarcasm. Just really dry sarcasm. I thought it was funny, though, that before they never dawson was the like biggest advocate for the two of them right yeah like he didn't care about their age right and like now she's all over him like i just don't but now he's concerned about their age because of this whole night you know so mm-hmm. it's so weird like i don't understand what the writer's room was like where they were like let's make dawson really insecure this week you know and gretchen be like you're the bestest boyfriend is ever <laughs> <laughs> i don't so, know either. it was just that's the it's just i don't know what the fuck's happening anymore gretchen says that she and her pals are just catching up it'll be over soon and i wrote why did she think this was a good time to introduce dawson to her fucking friends <laughs> <laughs> they're they're in line to get into the club and the bouncer gives dawson an under 21 stamp on his hand and he starts laughing and he tells the bouncer, you have no idea how perfectly this encaps- encap- you- encap- encap- encapsulates encapsulates <laughs> en- encapsulates encapsulate. right now. Encapsulates. I don't know. So one of those words. You have no idea how perfectly this fits my life right now. <laughs> Basically, yeah. And he holds up his hand. It says under 21, all in big red letters. I mean, I mean, you could wash that off, right? Yeah, right in the bathroom. <laughs> like, where else would he do it? <laughs> He's like just spitting on his hands. <laughs> I mean, maybe using the condensation from his from his glass of water juice. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Gotta get this off my hand right now. He got into a bar in season one. Remember when he was a yeah. Billy and Pacey? Yeah, yeah. I and he was like, he was he hooked up with um um. That the girl with too much makeup from The Walking Dead, Carol. <laughs> yeah, 
He hooked yeah. up with her. Yeah. And she was even like, um, I don't know if I want to do this. You're making me think about this too much. Let's just do it before I think about. And then, um, and then season two, they served him alcohol. Remember, they were drinking rum and cokes. Yeah, I... he got drunk. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anything. He clearly looks old enough to drink. Well, if he didn't say anything when they were like before he got stamped, because they were he he checked her ID, and he was like, "Have a good night. Make sure you have a drunk like a, a DD." Right. And he was letting them all walk through. And Dawson just piped up and was like, that's me. I'm not drinking tonight. And he's like, oh, are you, are you not, are you under 21? You done did it, dude. You know, know, you done did it. Yeah. He showed all his cards right then and there. <laughs> he didn't even give himself a chance. <laughs> no, he just, yeah. So that happened. <laughs> he's like his own worst enemy. He just should have kept his mouth closed. <laughs> Um, so now Pacey is talking to Anna, who's crying, and he's like, do not cry over Drew Valentine, because he's a world-class moron. And Anna says, well, if that's the case, shouldn't we be perfect for each other? And Pacey tells her that he's not good at books. He's like, you have to figure out what your thing is, and then become good at it. Like, I'm not good at books, Anna. I don't know what you're not good at, but you have to find the thing that you are good at, and figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, well, I already know what my thing is. It's men. It's always been the easiest thing for me. And I just wanted Drew to like me for more than how I looked. And Pacey says, well, you don't know that he doesn't. And she says, but now I'll never know. I blew it. I bet she did. <laughs> uh... <laughs> she says, yeah. I fell into bed too easily. She says, if I hadn't, do you think he'd actually like me? And Pacey's like, I can't answer that. But I've only just met you, and I can already tell you that there are a lot of nice things about you besides the way that you look. And it's your Valentine's loss. So now Jessica is talking about her guy problems. And they talk about how they all have a loser list. And Gretchen says, but don't worry, Dawson. You're way too nice to ever end up on my list. Jeez. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. Sounds good to me. Yeah, right. And Kira says, how often have I heard that before? She says, Gretchen's not the best judge of men. Wow. (laughs) I wrote, it's such an awkward conversation. Like, they bring up other lovers that she's dated, and Gretchen says that she's really not drunk enough to sit here and go through my life's most embarrassing choices. And Jessica brings up the Lucky the Leprechaun tattoo that Gretchen got on her hip to impress some hot rocker guy that she was dating. And Gretchen says... She's like, I'm happy to have it as a reminder to never date another rocker, no matter how hot or sexy that they might be. And she says, that's why I'm so happy to have Dawson. At least I know he won't shred my heart. <laughs> like, again. Yeah, I feel like that was kind of like, I don't know, that was just a weird back ass or it's compliment. Like, I don't know what you're supposed to say to something like that. Like, thanks. I think. <laughs> Uh, like, did you just all, insult me because I'm not a hot rocker dude who's gonna break your heart like I don't even know what just happened <laughs> like, what just happened that's why I'm so happy to have Dawson because he's not a hot guy <laughs> yeah that's basically what that sounded like he's not gonna break my heart because I'm hotter than him and he would be an idiot to do so like that's what I hear I don't even understand what just happened with that yeah this whole night would make me not want to be with her anymore Mm-mm. That's what I mean. Like this, this was like 
this was just a weird thing. It was weird because they were cool and everybody was great. You know, everything was kind of new. And all of a sudden, he's standoffish. She's like, ah, best boyfriend ever. I'm like, weren't you just not... Like what you said earlier, I just... I don't know what's happening. (laughs) I don't know what's happening. They don't know what's happening. I'm not liking it. I'm not a fan. You're not a Gretchen and Dawson stan? Not together, no. You're a shipper? I don't ship them. I thought What would their name be? I don't even know. Grosson? Grosson? Dretchen? (laughs) (laughs) Dretchen? Dretchen? Grossen. Grossen. Grossness. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Too old. <laughs> Just incompatible. <laughs> <laughs> Just no. They announced the performer, Mary Beth Mazar, who was singing a song called Waiting for a Sign. And she was like a big um singer around this time. I know she they use a lot of her music on the show. I don't I st- I don't know if I would like if I recognize any of her stuff. Like I really don't. I don't either. I don't even I know that she had one major song that they would use all the time, but I recognize her name, but I don't recognize any of her music. I just remember her always being like a big deal. So they cut to Dawson and Gretchen and Gretchen's like sort of like cuddling close to Dawson and Dawson's face just goes like he's not happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i mean i don't blame him and he just he's out of his depth <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's so out of depth he, i don't even know so now we're with jack and he's with a kid named will and um you find out that will hates reading the books that he's assigned for school and jack's like yeah i hate that too so you know what let's come up with our own story i bet you can't do that and will says well, the last story that I thought of was about aliens taking me to the moon. And Jack says, oh, that's great. But the story can only have words that you can spell. <laughs> so he makes Will spell the word beam. And he doesn't spell it right. And he's like, uh, 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 get the dictionary. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> he handles the situation, I think, very well. And he got the kid in, like interested in, in doing it. And he's learning without, you know, having to know that he's learning i mean he knows he's learning you know what i mean though like it's yeah. not it's he's disguised into something more fun yeah because he's he's like doing with a fun person it's not yeah. like you know it is so funny like when you are in a situation like that with like like us for example like when you were training me at work and <laughs> yeah like because we got along so well it was bearable like if somebody else was training me jamie i probably wouldn't have picked it up as much as i wanted to pick it up you know what I mean? It's that type of situation. What I always say, too, about that stuff is it's not the job. It's the people that make the job. You know, the people that you work with on and you interact with on a daily basis, they're the ones that make you want to come back. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least that's my opinion. So. No, it's true. Because I would always I always would have such a different working experience with certain people that I yeah worked with. So. We also see Toby across the room watching the whole thing go down and he's like smirking. Like he's so excited. Like, yeah, like this guy. (laughs) (laughs) So now Drew's talking to some girl. That's when Joey comes over and cock blocks them. And the girls get up and leave. And he says, everyone thinks you're so sweet, but I know you're a minion sent here to make my life a living hell. (laughs) And Joey says, can you explain to me how you could sleep with her? And then treat her like that. Have you no human kindness? And he says, very little. And she says, how does someone like you end up so... And then he cuts her off and he says, damaged. Damaged. Here, let's practice. 
<laughs> how does how does someone like you end up so damaged? No, you have to do it faster. Wait. Uh, how does someone like you end up so damaged? Oh, you want me to say it like right after? Yeah. Like, you want me to interrupt you? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. How does someone like <laughs> acting with Stephen and Jamie? <laughs> or how take does, three. <laughs> how does someone like you end up so damaged? <laughs> you gotta do it faster. How does someone like you end up so damaged? <laughs> Just gonna get aggressive. Now you're like guessing. <laughs> damaged. How does we someone like say, you end up damaged? So... Damaged. Damaged. <laughs> I'm damaged. Damn it. All right, I get it. You're damaged. <laughs> I don't know. Are you sure? <laughs> Can we say it again? <laughs> no, I think we got it. I think we got the. I think we got the line. <laughs> We're just gonna take acting out of Jamie's future class, like <laughs> possibilities. <laughs> it's just not gonna happen. Damaged. Damaged. My favorite was us. Damaged. <laughs> damaged. 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 It reminded me of like you're on a on a show, like a game show, trying to guess the words. <laughs> damaged. Like, like you're at the you're at the Isn't like that the answer. Damaged. <laughs> right. You're like this is for all the money. <laughs> damaged for five hundred, please. Oh, what was that Danity Kane song? My heart is damaged, 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 damaged. It's called Damaged. Uh, oh, is it? I didn't know that. <laughs> I couldn't figure that one out. Oh, um, well, Funny. Drew says, just lucky, I guess. She says, you have this whole witty Drew routine, but it's really just a front for some really scared kid who's desperate for people to love him. She's like, it's classic first grade behavior. So she says, you keep acting like this and your worst fear will come true. You're going to end up alone. Andrew says that he's not really good with girls due to his years being in all boys institutions. All he knows how to do is pick on women or sleep with them. He was never around them long enough to get good at doing anything else. And Joey says, but you're doing something right now by being honest and real. You should work on that. And then he tells Joey that they look kind of cute together. Pacey and Anna. They have that warm, wondrous glow of two people who've had sex. Not with each other, of course. Se- separate. You get my drift. He was such an asshole when he, yeah, when he said he's, this. He's a dick. <laughs> he goes, whoops, I forgot that's a subject you know absolutely nothing about. He's rotten. Rotten to the core. Like, they were having a moment, and then he just ruined it by, like, just being a With his mouth, bag. because that's what he does. <laughs> it's a defense mechanism, and Joey is well aware of it. Yeah, true, true. So Anna and Pacey come back to where they're sitting Mm -hmm. and she's like, I can't believe that you spent the entire summer sailing. She says, my dad could use someone like you. He's always looking for help. And I'm like, sailing? No way. (laughs) Come sail away. Come sail away. Come sail away. I thought that was funny, though, how she said that. And Pacey says, well, you just haven't done it with the right person yet. And he kisses Joey. They're giving... Pacey and Joey are giving PDA while Drew and Anna just look at each other. Um, so now Jack's saying goodbye to Will and um, he's really happy with their tutoring session. And Toby says, that's the first time I saw Will excited to come back. And Jack says, well, he's a good kid. He should. He just needs to be interested in something. And Toby says, 
yeah, and you got on there. It must feel good. And Jack's like, feels great, actually. I'm wired from it. I'm buzzing. Like, it feels amazing. <laughs> buzzing. I'm going to go run around the block 18 times. <laughs> I got I to gotta work out now. Yeah. Boom, so, Toby invites him out for coffee, and Jack is hesitant to go. But then he says, sure, but for a little bit. He, like, totally ruined Jack's buzz, though. Yeah, he brought it way down. <laughs> like Jack Way was on a down. yeah, like he was on such a high, and then all of a all of a sudden Jack's like questioning should he do this or not, and it's like whole attitude just went low. It, yeah, it tanked. <laughs> tanked. Gretchen and her pals from college and Dawson are leaving the club, and they're not ready to end the night. And Kira's like, you know what we need? More French fries and black and tans. And then they're all like, Dexes. What is a black and tan? It's a drink. Oh. Hold on. I'll look up what it is. Sounds disgusting. Um, A black and tan is a beer cocktail made by layering a pal beer and a dark beer. In Ireland, the drink is called a half and half because in Ireland, the term black and tan is considered to be offensive. Huh. Well, that makes sense. And then there's America. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like the bottom layer is just like a pal beer, and then they top it off with like I guess a dark Guinness. It didn't you know. I've never had them. Mm. The looking at it makes me nauseous, but that's just me. Um. So Dawson's like, well, I probably won't be able to get in because of my stamp, and he holds up his stamp, and he's like, you know, you guys go. I'll just get a cab back. And Gretchen's like, no, no, you take the car. We'll take a cab back because we were drinking. And he agrees. And she's like, I've got the best boyfriend. And then he gives him a kiss in front of her, in front of everybody. So weird. <laughs> it's very awkward. Yeah. It's like she's trying to admit it to herself. I don't know. Like, he yeah, I don't know what, what the hell is happening because it's like she's. Like she's trying to be extra, but at the same time, like the conversation she's allowing to happen, it's like making Dawson realize how much of an age gap they actually have. Right. You know, as far as life experiences, and like he even mentions it later, he's like way in over his head. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totes. So Anna is saying goodbye to everyone, and she apologizes for making a right turn in the left lane. <laughs> And Drew's like, it's it's not your fault. The street just isn't marked correctly. <laughs> well, he's nice. That's the yeah. first time he ever said anything nice. Like he could have destroyed her. So then she gives Pacey this bear that he won her. And he tells her that she should keep it. And she says, no, I think Joey would like it. So then she gives it to Joey. And she tells Joey that it was really nice to meet her. And the first thing I thought of with that bear was that Joey was going to rip that bucket hat off the bear and wear it as soon as she could. Because Joey <laughs> loves a bucket hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you would. <laughs> I didn't even think about the bucket hat. Yeah. She was like a free bucket hat. <laughs> so Drew tells Anna that if she ever wants to go out again, she doesn't have to get his mother to, co- to coerce him. And she's like, I won't. I promise. And Drew's trying to be apologetic, and she's literally falling for it. I wrote, no, Anna, stay away from this guy. <laughs> but they kiss, and she's, like, totally okay with it, even though he berated her, like, the whole time. She likes him. Oh, she's like a glutton. So now we cut to Grams and Brooks, and they're playing Scrabble. She can tell that he's tired, and um, 
She says, I should be getting home. And he says, you know, I'm kind of glad that Leary kid stole my boat. And she says, we've met before. Barbara Siebert's brought you to the church bazaar and you purchased two of my apple pies after complaining bitterly that they were highly overpriced. <laughs> and he says, they were peach and worth every penny. <laughs> hmm, a compliment. Ten years late, but nice to have all the same. So then she goes back to this, like, I don't know. She finds his pills just sitting there. That he's yeah, they're like in a cup or a plate or a little bowl or a like lid a or something. Or something. A tin, yeah. yeah, that's the word, yeah. <laughs> and he hears, like, he realizes that she found it. And he goes, I have to stay alert if I'm playing Scrabble with you. She's excuses, like, excuses. This is not funny, Arthur. You've been hoarding your medication for weeks. Arthur. And he's like, please, please. I knew you'd understand. How could I possibly understand something like this? Because you know that living without dignity is not living. This is in God's hands, Arthur. There is natural cost. There is a natural cost of events. And he says, as long as I can think for myself, I determine them. <laughs> I can't talk like this. You're doing such a good job. He goes, <laughs> this doesn't belong in God's hands or in yours. But he doesn't. he's not as mean. He doesn't sound as mean. No, he's not. It doesn't belong in God's hands or in yours. <laughs> it belongs in mine. Look, with all your faith, do you really want less for yourself? Hmm? <laughs> so she like kisses him on the cheek and she says goodnight not goodbye mm. but she does leave so yeah his whole thing it sort of like related back to season one when Jen was talking about like dying with dignity yeah you know he's like you said in the beginning of the episode he's like preparing to like say goodbye yeah kind of Wrapping up yeah, his life. On a, on a sneak tip, though, because he's, like, keeping everybody out of the loop about it. He's just like, I'm not going to take any pills. Well, if he told everybody he was stopping his medication and, like, but stopping the nurses, though. what are they going to do? Well, right. I know. But he doesn't, though. He just literally is pretending. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to leave and everybody's going to be shocked. What's well, wrong? they won't be shocked. They'll know that he's sick. But at the same time, it's like, it would be confusing because you're like, I thought he was, like, doing everything okay. he had to do. Right. Mm. So, yeah, it's very weird. It's sad. It's a very sad situation. So now Jack and Toby get to the coffee house. And this is when they see, we see another couple there, another gay couple there. And Jack's antennas go off. (laughs) He pulls Toby aside and he says, Toby, it's Saturday night. It's late. You didn't tell me that there'd be another couple here. Do you think this is just more than coffee to you? And Toby says, actually, I'd really like if it like it if it were. <laughs> He's so like this matter of fact. He really blindsides him though. Like... I'd really like it if it were more than that. <laughs> Jeez. So Jack asks him if he started the tutoring because of him. And Toby says, It's possible. And Jack says, So everything you said about being friends was just a lie. And Toby says, Well, Jen said the best way to get to know you is to be your friend. So I'm trying, that's all. And Jack says, friends is fine, but I want to make it clear that there's not going to be anything more ever. And to me, Toby looked like a little kid, like he was getting like reprimanded. And he says, why not? <laughs> like, dude, not he's that? just not that into you. <laughs> I know. 
You're toxic. <laughs> toxic Tove. <laughs> toxic Toby. Jack says, we just don't click. And even if you wanted to change that, you couldn't. That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. <laughs> Things will never be the same. <laughs> he says, I know this isn't going to make you feel better, but I really do wish that there was. And Jack says that he might quit the tutoring program now, but Toby tells him not to do that. He'll find something else. And then Jack changes his mind like immediately. He's like, no, yeah, that's crazy. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I like doing this. You leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll continue the program. He'll be the only one there. <laughs> True. Right? Yeah. Because it was only the two of them, like teaching how many kids to read. So instead of staying, Jack leaves and leaves Toby high and dry on a late Saturday night. But I was confused at what time it actually was because... Dawson gets home at a pretty decent time, I'm assuming. Anyway, because that's when Dawson gets home. And Gal's waiting up for him. And um, he's like, you waited up, Mom? And she says, that's what mothers do. No, she goes. They worry and they wait. She goes, that's what mothers do. (laughs) And she says, did you have a good time, honey? And he says, I didn't actually. Um, I'm just afraid I'll end up number seven on the loser list. And as much as I hate to admit it, you might be right about me and Gretchen. And she says, no, I was wrong. And I've been sitting here regretting what I said to you earlier. Like it or not, I'm going to have to let my first baby go. And he says, but I will probably get hurt. Gretchen just has a lot more life experience than I do. And Gal says, All of her experiences make her the person that she is. Someone who is clearly crazy about you. That's why it's important to just see where it goes and not be afraid to ever put your heart at risk. That's the only way that... Whiplash. (laughs) Whiplash? (laughs) Whiplash. (laughs) What? (laughs) Gail. Gail's giving me whiplash. She can't just, like, figure out what she's just... I don't know. Anyways, finish, finish your quote. Don't mind me. She says... That's the only way that you will ever find love again. <laughs> I guess he's, she's just trying to make him feel better. But she, is. she likes Gretchen, it seems. But we'll, in a minute, see what <laughs> she says. <laughs> so then Gretchen shows up and Gal says goodnight. Before she goes, she tells Gretchen, I don't know what happened tonight, but I don't think Dawson will end up number seven on any list. <laughs> well, and- damn. Her face just drops. I would have been like, were you just talking to your mom about this? (laughs) And she tells Dawson that as soon as she got to Dex's, she felt bad and got in a cab and came home. And she says her friends were invariably wowed and impressed. And Dawson says the age thing didn't bother them. And she says, no. And if it did, I don't really care. It doesn't bother me. Hmm. So he says, it bothers me. There's things I want to do with you, but I don't want to hold you back from doing things that you that you want to do. Well, he tells her that there's things he wants to do with her, like take her out to a club or order a bottle of wine at dinner or something like that. But like those things um, he's, he's holding her back him. from because uh, he's not yeah. he's not old enough to do that. You know, right. So Gretchen says, I'm doing exactly what I want to do. I'm with you, you, you. <laughs> And he says, I don't want to be the nice guy that you end up dating for some guy who ripped your heart to shreds. I need to know that I left some impression. I was like, shut up. Oh my God. <laughs> She's like, it's already done. 
And he goes, really? And she says, oh, yeah. And then they start kissing. really mean it? And he goes, when do I get to see Lucky? (laughs) Do I get to see the titties? No. Lucky Lucky is the tattoo on her hip. I'm kidding. She goes, oh, we'll see. I don't think he ever gets to see Lucky the Leprechaun. Probably not. He he doesn't get lucky with Gretchen. No. Poor Dawson doesn't get lucky until next season, I think. That's what he gets for crashing boats and shit. I know. (laughs) 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 So, Joey and Pacey are at the beach bungalow now, and they're talking about Drew and Anna and their fucked up situation. And Joey's, like, literally making out with Pacey's forehead. Which, again, it's, like, the only part of his fucking body she kisses all the time. Pacey's like, I just don't understand why she would give him another chance. She seems like a pretty reasonable girl. And Joey says, yeah, sleeping with somebody you just met is totally reasonable. And I was like, whoa, Joey, calm calm your tits, Joey. (laughs) (laughs) Judgmental much? Yeah, right? Like, please. This is a girl who sleeps with Pacey. And then sleeps with Dawson next season or the following season, right? Like, well, yeah, in college. Yeah. Once. She comes home from school or something. And, and then she's mad them. because what she didn't know was he, or Joe, or Dawson's got like a girlfriend or something back in California. <laughs> but I think it was like inevitable. I mean, when we get to that season, you know, we'll probably have a lot to say because, it's, mm-hmm. you know, the whole show is always leading up to those two. But, um, I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it when we get to that. Yeah, we will. I don't have thoughts right now. <laughs> okay. I'm getting tired. I know, me too. <laughs> my my mental state has me so drained. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not your fault. Jamie, I appreciate you listening to me complain. <laughs> it just vents. That's what friends are for. That's what friends are for. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. I know. Well, alrighty then. (laughs) So Pacey says, to be honest, if two people do something they both want to do, that's completely natural. I don't think that's crazy. And she says, unlike what we're doing. And he says, what are you talking about? She says, the thing that we don't talk about, Pace, we have a problem. And he says, yeah, it's gotten so big. It's starting to obscure my view of you. I was like, wow. Um, They're their problem with not having sex has gotten so big that he can't see her anymore because <laughs> it's right in front of them. <laughs> she says, so if I don't sleep with you soon, we're going to break up and it's going to be all my fault. He says, no, not at all. I'm agreeing with you and saying that we have a problem. And this is something we need to talk about. I'm not saying this is your fault. And she says, because it's not, we've talked about this PC and you are fine with waiting. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Calm down lady. I know. He goes, I have been fine waiting. I would have been too scared to sleep with you too soon. I don't want to do anything that will jeopardize the most amazing relationship I've I've ever had. I was like, wow, Andy. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, it's been eight months now. And I need you to know that if our relationship isn't progressing to the next level, it's not because of me. (laughs) I was like, we know that. (laughs) And she says, I want you. I really, really do. And he says, I need to know that. (laughs) Like, they're getting so fucking, like, (laughs) I can't. 
Well, I mean, they opened that can of worms. They might as well have the conversation. So I know, but it's so like weird. She says, just know it. I don't really know what's wrong, but I just keep holding back. I'm sorry, but I'm scared. And he says, well, good. Do you think I'm not scared? I'm terrified, Joe. No, you're not. And she I says, mean, you, you might you be. Uh, you think Pacey Witter is scared to sleep with Joey Potter? It's not about that. It's not what is about, it about the actual act. It's it's about the like like the the intimacy between them. Like it's it's different, dude. It's but, different. But they're 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 so in touch with one another that yeah, but Steven, their intimacy they're not while adults, they're having they're sex kids. would be like this even is more. like a big deal. I think we kind of keep forgetting that they are kids. I know. Like, and we're expecting them to have these, like, adult-like reactions, but they're still kids. But I feel like, I know that they're supposed to be kids, but out of all of these characters, I think Pacey Witter is probably the most, like, aside from Jen, the most, like, sexualized, because he, he lost his virginity to a fucking teacher, and I think it just puts him on a different level i don't know it definitely puts him on a different level he has the experience i don't think that's the point though i think it's more about the intimacy with it it's a responsibility he's you know because it's it would be joey's first time so he's got to take that on and then it comes with attachments it's not just i don't know he really cares about joey and he doesn't want it to get ruined by by it i i understand him like i get it these are so but these these are such weird like circumstances and situations to have oh yeah they're definitely out there but (laughs) but i wasn't in relationships at 17 worrying about having sex either so i can't relate to this right i can relate to like being in a long-term relationship relationship with somebody and waiting to have sex and like you know there is there is that like thing there where you're like is it gonna happen like i can't believe this person waited so i get it but like at the same time it's like if you really love that person like they'll do it when they work out Mm -hmm. work out i think people make it into a bigger deal than it is but it's different when you're an adult (laughs) oh yeah when you're an adult sex is just like (laughs) whatever you're just like (laughs) just trying to get laid all the time When you're a virgin, you're like, when's it's it going to happen? It's life altering. And, you know, I'm terrified. I'm terrified, Joe. <laughs> and she says, you are. So then can we just be scared together? <laughs> Pacing. Pacing is love me. So then they hug each other in that beautiful beach bungalow. God, why can't I find a place like that? Mm-hmm. And we cut to Dawson, and he's heading back to Brooks, which is, is it still at night? Yeah, like, I think so. Or it's in the morning, isn't it? It's the next day. I don't remember. Is this the end of the episode? Yeah. You see you next day. I think it's the next morning. Well, Brooks isn't answering. And then no, he goes in the house. It's daytime when he's outside. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, it's daytime. This is the next morning. He's going to find him. So he goes, not answering, and then he walks in, and we find Brooks on the floor. Unconscious. Yeah, we don't know what's happening. We don't know if he's dead or not, but we cut to the end credits, and next week, it's episode 14, A Winter's Tale. (laughs) 
Um, what's going to happen with Brooks? What's going to happen with Pacey and Joey? Is Jen going to be in this episode finally? Are Toby and Jack going to be talking this time? We don't know. We don't know what's happening. We have to wait till next week. We don't remember. I don't. Re- I know that people have sex. <laughs> I'm not and even it, I remember it being a little disappointing <laughs> for somebody. <laughs> I am so concerned about Mr. Brooks. <laughs> I know you are. A poor guy. But that was the episode. Like I said earlier, I was sort of like not in the mood to finish watching this last night, but then it sort of just like sucked me back in. So I really did like it. I think Gretchen was wrong to invite her boyfriend out to meet her friend, her college pals at this time. Gal was a queen bitch of the episode. She was. (laughs) Toxic Toby was trying to trick Jack. Jack caught on before anything happens. <laughs> yeah, he did. He's like, we're not, we're not doing this right now. No. Yeah, Toby, this is weird. And Joey and Pacey are uh, discussing the pink elephant in the room. So they are. Uh, any final thoughts on this episode, Jamie? I, f- Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nothing, nothing new compared to what I've already said. I'm just, yeah, I want to get through the next episode because I think the next episode is going to be like a mixed bag. We're going to get some shocking news and some changes are going to happen. Shocking news? Oh, God. I don't think it's, well, maybe not shocking. Maybe shocking is the wrong. Well, it's a little shocking. We find out what, uh, what exactly Dawson signed. Oh, okay. So it's. You know, it can be kind of shocking. It's going to be shocking to Dawson. Okay. I didn't know any of that, so I'm glad that you... uh... I'm pretty sure it's the next episode. Yeah, because he ends up in the hospital, and then it's going to be put on Dawson to make a a big decision. So does Dawson not go on the school trip? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't remember. I'm assuming he doesn't, because I saw the beginning of the episode when it started playing... And they're like getting ready to go on the weekend trip, and I don't see Dawson, so I don't think he goes. I'm assuming he stayed back because of Mr. Brooks. So, um, but yeah, that'll be next week. Kind of excited to watch it now. Me too. But I wanted to read a um tweet that we got from Mrs. Wit eight oh eight two, who is one of our biggest, most loyal listeners. She tweets us. She is one of our Patreon subscribers. She is just all around a really great person. And we appreciate her so much. We do. So we hope you're listening. But she um, tweeted us this morning. She wasn't having a very great day um, to start off with. And, you know, I think we can relate in certain ways. She said, this morning I cried on my way to work and I'm still sitting here ready to cry. One of the first things I did when I got to work after listening to some Youngblood, which she loves Youngblood, which I still have never listened to. <laughs> Do you know who Youngblood is? Uh, no. I don't know who he is either. I've seen pictures of him. Um, she says, was put on the early Patreon episode, which is the Tao of Dawson, which is currently mm-hmm. out on Patreon. Mm-hmm. She said, you never know how you can help someone. Don't be afraid to try. So I thought that was really sweet. That is very sweet. And she's right. I mean, you never know, you know? Yeah. 
Sorry. She wrote this other message, which I thought was nice. She said, I've been meaning to write you guys an email, but I wasn't sure how to put this into words. I just want to say I really love this episode. I love the way you talked about Jack and verbalized thoughts I've had that I didn't know how to say. So thank you. Another great episode. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Thank you. We appreciate it so much. And, you know, it really means a lot to us. I mean, it's very, very we nice. love it. It's genuine. Yes, yes. Um, But we appreciate you all. But I think we can go. We can sign off for the night, Jamie. Okay. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find your bookstagram? Of course. So you guys can find me at jlynn underscore booklover. Beautiful. Oh, thanks. And if you want to find us on Instagram, you can find us at Creek Talk Podcast. And on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. You can also join our new Facebook group at Creek Talk Podcast. And if you want to send us any feedback or any type of story that you would want us to read on the next episode, you can send that to creektalkpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And if you want to support us in a very generous, very sweet way, you can (laughs) join our new Patreon where we have bonus content where we are recapping the first and only season of the Dawson's Creek spinoff, the Young Americans TV series uh, featuring Will Krutsky. (laughs) By the time this episode is out, we will have episode three up on Patreon. It's very much not edited. <laughs> we talk about the show. It's very different than our regular format. So go ahead and join that. Um, it's our $5 tier. We're not that expensive. We hope that you enjoy it. <laughs> and if you join No pressure $5- though, guys. No pressure. No pressure. And if you join our $5 tier, you also get our regular weekly episode two days in advance, which is less edited as well. And another way you can support us is by giving us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. We will greatly appreciate it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But for now, we hope you enjoyed the episode. We hope you have a great weekend. Um, We hope everybody is just being just safe kind and sending positive vibes to everyone who is not in the greatest situation right now such as myself (laughs) send us positive vibes guys it's been a rough like six months (laughs) my god it can only get a rough couple of years but the last six months have been a doozy it can't get any worse right don't (gasps) why would you say that (laughs) oh my god i take it back (laughs) i'll edit that out (laughs) it never happened But we will be back next week with an all-new episode of Creek Talk Podcast. Bye! (laughs) (laughs) Your cat's gonna just, like, lay on your head. (laughs) Dude, I would not put it past her. All right. Talking about Dawson's Creek.